The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the first uh, uh, postseason. I guess the first post, yeah, postseason, end of season edition of the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. Lots to get to when it comes to the Burgundy and Gold, the Washington football team. Lots of off-season speculation, and we'll get into all of that. But first, what I'd like to do is talk about the stuff that happened at the Capitol last week. You know, and, and believe me, if you listen to... Federal Football Report as a as a break away from all the news and as a chance to breathe and as a chance to kind of get away. I totally understand. All you have to do is just skip ahead 30 seconds <laughs> at this point because we're going to talk about it because some people listen yeah. and want to have this conversation. They want to see what we think. They want to share their opinions. Um, and that's and that's cool. But there are some who don't want to. There's no judgment. I don't think anyone's shallow or have their heads buried in the sand because they don't want to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just feel free to go forward. Go forward until we're done talking about it. Um, but right now, we're going, we're, going, we're going to talk about it. And I've got several thoughts, not in any particular order as far as importance or anything like that. To me, just, just, just what I think. Um, I think what we saw Wednesday was despicable. I think what we saw was just disgusting. I think what we saw was almost downright to the to the worst of who people are and and, mm. and 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 what we can do. But make no mistake about it. If you think that what happened Wednesday was was triggered by what was said Wednesday morning by the president and by Donald Trump Jr. and by Rudy Giuliani and by others who spoke at the rally, your head's been buried in the sand. <laughs> the talk that's been going on for the last three and a half, four years, the, and even beyond that, I mean, and not just from one particular side of the aisle or not, but the extreme talk, the extreme labeling of, of, of people you don't agree with, uh, the name calling, the this is what we're going to, that kind of stuff has been happening for years and it boiled over. And yes, the president is directly responsible for what happened on Wednesday. Uh, If for nothing else, for lying to people saying that the election is stolen. If you want to look at just hardcore evidence, there's more, there's not one, everyone, well, there's plenty of evidence. Well, what's the evidence? Uh, Well, uh, well, uh, well, if it was, stop it, stop it with that. There's more hardcore evidence that the election was legit than than hardcore evidence (laughs) that it was stolen. So why do you want to pay? And there's no hardcore evidence that the election was stolen. It's a ridiculous thing to, to do and you're getting these people riled up and 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 it's criminal to do that you are inciting violence and these people came no listen if you're coming to protest i'm thinking maybe in a backpack you'll bring a bottle of water or two just in case you're out there long maybe you'll bring a t-shirt or some kind of poster to say what no one's bringing zip ties to a protest (laughs) you're bringing zip ties to a situation where you're breaking in and you're taking prisoners that's what you do with that these there were people there who didn't have who didn't have any good intentions. And no, I'm not going to sit here and say 
you know, well, not everyone who was down there was had bad intentions. I think that goes without saying. I don't lump people together. It's other people who say, look at the people breaking into Walmart and what has this has to do with, with uh, uh, justice? Look at all these rioters for Black Lives Matter. They group people together. I don't group people together. Right, I'm right, talking about the people who are breaking the law. And so I don't have to say, well, not everyone down there. That's ridiculous. I don't group people together. Maybe people should stop doing that altogether. But it, it, it's it's criminal. It's, it's, it's the worst thing. And, and I think what's even more uh, terrible about it is the fact that uh, it's, it's over a lie. The election was not stolen. It's over a lie. And the lie is being perpetrated by not just the president, but it's been perpetrated by Mitch McConnell, who now all of a sudden has a change of heart. It was hmm. perpetrated by Lindsey Graham, who now all of a sudden has a change of heart. It perpetrated by Mike Pence, who had a change of heart, but then changed it back. To the, to, I mean, it's <laughs> by, by, by all these people. And they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should feel responsible. It's it's 100% ridiculous. Uh, uh, and it's a shame where we are. And by the way, if people on both sides don't get their act together, it won't be the first time we've seen this. We, we, you saw in the news headlines just a couple months ago, there were people in, I think it was Michigan, who was trying to kidnap the governor. Who, and right. there were people in Virginia who was trying to kidnap the governor and, was, and said that they were gonna put those people on trial in their own courts for atrocities or treason or whatever against America. That's crazy. You could see it coming. You could see it coming. And and anyone who wants to defend those people and anyone who wants to continue to defend the president and anyone who wants to continue to defend, you know, Ted Cruz or any of these other people who, who wants to pretend like this stuff just isn't such a big deal or it's wrong, but we don't want to hear about the butts. No, there's no need to even bring that. Well, it was wrong, but there is no but to the end of the sentence. Well, it okay. was, oh, yeah, there is no but to the end of the and the And anyone who wants to sit there and try to compare it to protests in this, uh, this past uh, summer in 2020 for B- Black Lives Matter, there is no comparison. The, what's your motive? Why are you even bringing Black Lives Matter into this? What do they have to do with anything? I didn't see any Black Lives Matter signs. <laughs> I barely saw any Black Lives down there. I didn't, see, I didn't see any of that. Okay, so what are you bringing them into it for? Clearly, your motive is off and probably slightly racist. Okay. Now, I, I know at the beginning of the show, uh, Claude informed you that if you didn't want to hear anything that wasn't sports-related, you should, like, skip ahead to love. I recommend you skip ahead a little further. <laughs> right. Because <now. laughs> right. I, you know, first of all, I agree with almost everything you said, except the one point about lumping people together. I'm going to have to lump them together because okay. mm-hmm. they were there at that rally for a reason. They were there because they wanted to support the concept and the notion that this election was stolen somehow. And here's something that that somebody has to explain to me. I mean, you know, I know, you know, we're well known, right? (laughs) People all over the world know the Federal Football Report. And but, you know, we try not to get into other people's politics and stuff, right? That's their job. Let them handle that. We don't want them analyzing the games. We want to analyze the politics. But if they think that the election was stolen and they think that the ballots were false and it was rigged, wouldn't that cancel out the votes and the elections where the Republicans won? That's, I don't understand Kevin, that. And that, why, why would they address baff- that? That's what baffles me so much. It's like there aren't any ballots 
from the 2020 election that only has Biden or Trump's name on it. And that's it. <laughs> like, there aren't any ballots that just say Biden, Trump. They have tons of other things, including le- legislation in states, including other senators and Congress people. And, and so how can you, as a Republican, a freshman Republican senator or Congress or, 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 or representative uh, in Congress, come in and say the election is stolen, but you also won your seat in the same election. Which part is stolen? Like, did they just, like, how did they work that out? And by the way, who's the they? Someone tell me who's the president of the stolen election committee? Who is the, the vice president <laughs> the mastermind. Of, of this? Who's the one who runs the South? Who's the one who runs the Mid-Atlantic chapter? Who's the one who was in charge of Georgia? Who was the one in charge of getting Republicans on board? Like, who are the people who stole it? How did they coordinate it? Yeah. By the way, a lot of the judges who are throwing things out were appointed by Donald Trump. Like, who's coordinating this? And by the way, what, the, the, and the thing that's so criminal, people are saying, well, they don't want to see the evidence. They don't, the, the judges, it's not that they don't want to see the evidence. Is that they haven't seen the evidence? There's no evidence. What they want is Julie Rudy Giuliani. And again, this is why it's the worst. He will go on television on Fox News or anywhere else that will play him and say, "I've got all this evidence, you know, against this stuff." But when he goes into court, he won't even say the same stuff he's saying on television because he knows it's not true and he doesn't want to perjure himself in court. And he can't say that in front of a judge. Okay, well, where's the evidence? Oh, well, I don't have it. He can't say it, and he won't say it. They present totally different cases in court than they do on television television and they get people to believe this stuff and another scary thing and i'm sorry kevin i'm just rambling go ahead go ahead yeah i'm gonna ramble in a minute is is one of the lies they want you to believe is that the folks who were down there protesting oh they're all yahoos and backwoods people and people who who you know are, are 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 you know marginalized and forgotten about no they are tech ceos they are teachers in your schools. They are police officers. They are former military. They are not backwoods, uneducated people. They are people who may who may believe these lies and act uneducated, but no, they're in society. They are people who do bank loans. They are folks who will hire people in HR. And so when people like me go to jobs and don't get a job, even though you're highly qualified for the job, it's because there are people like that who, for some reason, Though their own people will break into a capital, they want to bring Black Lives Matter into it and, and stuff like that. <laughs> There's something in them that 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 thing triggers, man. And it's and, and, and it's a reality in our country. You know, you've you've given me an idea. If if there's somebody out there who is skilled enough to coordinate stealing an election in 50 different states mm-hmm. and Puerto Rico and every American territory. If mm-hmm. they are that skilled and that smart, those are the people I want running my country. Exactly. <laughs> if they're that smart, country. I want them running my country. And by the <laughs> way, and by the way, why would why would they have any allegiance to Biden? Why would they have anything allegiance against Donald Trump? Like again, who's the they? Who is the name? <laughs> I don't understand this. I don't. It's get the it. man. It's the man. And by the That's way, the Donald Trump was saying that the 2016 election was 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 going to be stolen in August before right, he right. beat Hillary. Clinton. Then he won. And then once he is won, it? oh, oh, okay. Well, and he started saying that this election was going to be stolen <laughs> in August. Game. That's because his move, he, right. and that's his move. That that, right. that so that way, if I lose, I've already planted these seeds that it's been stolen, and this is what happens. And so you cannot separate him, and you cannot separate his rhetoric from what we saw on Wednesday. That's right. Man. You know, I I was born and raised in Washington D.C. I can I can legitimately, honestly, literally say that I see the Capitol building every day. 
every single day on my way to work, I see it from various angles. And there's something unique. I mean, you know, people fight for D.C. statehood. You know, yeah, everybody should have the right to vote and all that. But there's something unique about being from Washington, D.C. I love having that on my license. I go mm-hmm. somewhere, I'm traveling. Oh, you're from D.C.? I love that, right? And then this walk just kind of way, I feel like all the American people should feel that the capital is mine. It really, it, it belongs to me, right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. everything. That's why 9-11, you know, the, the plane that, that um, it crashed in Pennsylvania, flight uh, United 93, mm-hmm. the word is that that was headed for the Capitol. That mm-hmm. was, gonna, you know, that was going a terrorist attack on the Capitol. So when I saw them attacking the Capitol, I'm taking this thing personally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. literally taking it personally. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there saying, Okay, you all about to get it. You know, you all coming to the Capitol. You're about to get it. And when I see on TV the police officers moving aside, mm-hmm. and they weren't moving aside out of fear. Nope. They were moving coordinated. And I was telling my family as we watched, they got an order to do this. Someone mm-hmm. told them to move aside. And I'm a, I'm a peace-loving man, but I'm a, I'm a um, ex-soldier, <laughs> right? You know, and I know there's a time for war. I think someone said, you know, if you love peace, prepare for war, right? And I understand mm-hmm. that. And I could not understand why there weren't some hairs being, bu- you know, busted. I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what, that I sounds kind of caveman like, but that's what, what I can't understand either. I was, hey, look, I was popping popcorn that night when they had the six o'clock curfew. I said, "Oh, six oh five. This is going to be like." <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was you know? going down with the curfew, and it didn't. And it wasn't. And it didn't. They and just it, escorted and, the people up. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was it was it was nuts to watch, and I'm surprised. Listen, we're not for murder or, or nope. killing anyone, but I was nope. surprised that only one woman was shot and killed as she was trying to, you know, get through the door through the window that was broken. And I'll tell you one thing: that this police officer who shot that woman, he should not spend one day in jail, and he should have his job. She right. was breaking into the Capitol. You know, there's, I'm trying to figure out why there weren't more people who were. That's, I cannot figure that out, why there wasn't more of it, right? I, I can't figure not, out. But there was the one cop in she's... jail because cause there are <laughs> oh. police officers who will do a traffic stop on a black man and somehow he gets shot twice in the back and dies. And that guy never spends any time I... in jail. So someone who has literally shot someone who's trying to break into the Capitol should spend zero days yeah. in jail. Hey, man, there's just so much we can go, we can go at. You know, we can go on and on and on. Probably should go on and on and well, on. I'll just federal football report. So. Now, this is true. This so is true. If you look at our logo on Podcast One, mm-hmm. the, the, right between our pictures yeah, is a picture of the Capitol. Exactly. Right? And it's not a picture of the Capitol with Trump's lines hanging all over it. Right? But you know what? That's another thing. These people are marching and they're in the Capitol flying flags with a man's name on it idolizing this guy, making him an icon, I, a man's name on it. There was a, a Confederate flag in there. I'm like, what's less American than the Confederate flag? Like, honestly, people, how are you a patriot? Come on. <laughs> let me tell you about people, man. This will be my last word. Well, then, you know, you. I, I'm sorry. Give me, give, give me give you this one go other thing. And then for the same people to cry and complain, you see these videos on social media, when they're at the airport and they're escorted off of planes because they're on the no-fly list and they're on the terrorists. It's like, you just broke into the Capitol. Yes, you're like, like, let me, let me get this straight. And Reese Waters here in D.C., he does uh, Get Up uh, D.C. on uh, the CBS affiliate channel uh, 9 here. Uh, it says, you know, Crime 101 tells you if you're going to do a crime, you need to have a getaway plan. Like, who <laughs> comes 
<laughs> says they're gonna do a crime and then books a, a ticket on the airplane to go right back where you came from. Like everything. Dumb people. Fine. Like dumb no, people. You gotta have <laughs> dumb people. You're right. You gotta have a getaway plan, the getaway car, the getaway bus. How are we gonna get away after we break the law? They come here, break through the Capitol, and it's like, okay, time for me to check back into BWI Airport, then fly back to wherever I'm from. I'm just gonna sit here on my seat and everything's gonna be okay. No, you're gonna <laughs> no. get arrested. Why are you back at the airport? They're looking for you. You're on the no fly list. They know you're gonna fly back home. Idiot. Yeah. Here's here's the deal, man. It all and it all ties into this. If you remember in the Bible, I know a lot of our listeners have actually read the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the days of Moses. Moses brought, you know, you know, God through Moses sent the plagues on Egypt. You know, the flies, the Nile turned to blood. You know, culminated in the firstborn dying. They released some children of Israel. They go. They the Red Sea parts. <laughs> they walk through the Red Sea. The Red Sea closes back up, kills all the all the Pharaoh's chariots and all that, and the horses, everybody. They go to the mountain. Moses says, I'm going up here and talk to God. Y'all chill out for a minute. Moses comes back. What are they doing? <laughs> They're worshiping the golden calf. After, after seeing all this, after experiencing all this. So that led me to believe from the first time I heard that story that mankind is inherently stupid. <laughs> you know? And so we just got forces here who are playing on that stupidity. And but see, we have a choice whether we want to be stupid or not, you know. And and add it, add it up, ladies and gentlemen. Just don't be stupid. You know, we can you know, we we can you know look at sports as the way we're supposed to relieve these tensions and disagree. Although, you know, I find on Twitter, you know, if you agree, disagree with some people on sports, they get kind of violent and, and, and uh, digitally violent as, <laughs> as well, you know. So, but, you know, I'm going to wrap it all up by saying, look, uh, if, if you're listening and if you're a Trump supporter, why? <laughs> why? And I also say, I'm going to the inauguration on okay. the 20th. I'm going to be there because no matter what threat that they, that they pose or what, the, the, whole, the whole game plan is fear. You know, right. and they're not winning in this case. This is like I say, I see the Capitol every single day. I see the monument every single day. This is my city, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Y'all come on, right? You think you walked into Wakanda? <laughs> you know? no, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, there were some uh, supporters uh, who uh, uh, parked their vehicle ready to go down with their Trump signs. <laughs> you see this video on Twitter or, or Instagram, and there were some guys on the, on, on, on the block who said, right? no, you ain't parking here. <laughs> you, that car, that joint's going. You're going to come back, and them tires going to be gone. That car going to be gone. And 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 they went back, and and, uh, and they went back in the car and moved it and moved it. Yes. Uh, car and like Reese Water said, you know, uh, uh, they thought they found a good uh, uh, space to park to go to the Capitol, but you can't park that far up North Capitol Street. You gotta <laughs> park further down, closer to the Capitol, because you're in D.C. and one wrong turn and two blocks. You, That's right. They come in here and they think that D.C. is just Capitol Hill. And it's not. And it's you not. can park oh, two no. blocks and, and two blocks and a few miles down from the, from there, and you'll be in a part of the city where you are unfamiliar with, and you weren't prepared to handle the drama that's going to come to that part. That's going to come to you if you sit there in that part of the city, whether you got a Trump hat or not. That's <laughs> right. And, and we tell you, yeah, drama because you're in it. We tell you in love, in love. Mm-hmm. We tell you <laughs> in yeah. love. Okay. Well, and and if you fast forward into this part of the program, <laughs> you're in luck. <laughs> exactly. Because now we're going to start talking about football again. Uh, the Washington football team uh, uh, lose in a valiant effort, by the way, to uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, uh, Saturday night football. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was thoroughly impressed by the way the team played. 
Um, I think it was last week where we were talking about predictions. And, and I said, I, I think that they're going to have to score over 30 points mm-hmm. in order to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, I believe you said a little less than that, maybe 20 or 25 points right. in order to win. And they got close. They got close. As it turns out, they needed at least 32. Um, but they got to, well, I guess it was, what, 23 or something like that. Uh, 31, 23. Right. Yeah, 23. And, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't have won it more from Taylor Heineke. Um, you couldn't have won it more. I mean, you, I guess you could have won it more from the defense, but at the same time, I'm like, you've got a lot of young boy. You got a lot of young guys who have played stellar throughout the, the, the season who, yeah, had a tough first half, but this team has had tough first halves throughout the season. They came back and played great in the second half and they stuck, they stuck around and they gave themselves a chance to win. Like that's all you really wanted was for the game not to be out of hand uh, and for them to have a chance late to win, and and let's just see what happens if they got a shot, and they had a shot, and they came up short. You know, it was it was the it was the um, USA movie. It was the the I wouldn't say Lifetime movie, but the woman didn't find love at the end, right? It was <laughs> it was the storybook. I mean, imagine the guy. You know, hey, nobody expects anything of you, right? You know, mm-hmm. this is your chance to shine, mm-hmm. and the reason the team was as successful as it was is because Taylor Heineke literally put this team on his, not literally, he put this team on his shoulders <laughs> and said, you know, I'm giving it everything I have and 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 you all need to come with me. You know, hey, how many times have kids like been in the backyard playing basketball, pretending that they were Magic Johnson and it was two mm-hmm. seconds left on the clock and they're shooting the three or pretending they were Jordan or I guess these days pretending they're Steph Curry or LeBron, mm-hmm. right? He got to live that dream. He got to live every kid's dream is to be the be the hero. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the offense uh, rallied rallied around this kid. I think there was a big drop by Cam Sims early, but after oh, that, yeah. he caught everything that was in his general vicinity. Right? You know? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was he was. Uh, they were good. Now I'm going to be the professional analyst that 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 we are, uh, and say the defense didn't play their best game, and I'm going to single out um, Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. You know, there was a whole lot said about Case Chase Young saying, yeah, I want Brady, I'm coming at you, Tom, so on and so forth, bulletin board material. You know, we, we uh, the old people used to say it ain't bragging if you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that motivated the Buccaneers one bit. I think what it did, though, was it got, uh, allowed them to focus. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Chase Young played pretty much into their game plan. I, I, I don't think, I don't know if it was jitters, but I didn't see the aggression out of Chase Young. I saw him a couple of times like stutter stepping going into the tackle like like he was fake trying to fake him out instead of just mm-hmm. like using his skills. And well and I'm from what I saw, you know, a lot of those plays, uh, you know, he was getting handled by that tackle. That tackle yeah. was up for the challenge. You know, I didn't see a ton of double teams. I didn't see them doing different things to keep Tom Brady away from um from uh, uh Chase Young or from that side or, or anything. I, I, you know, I think that the Tampa Bay offense, I mean, sometimes you can be a victim of your own, of the moment and you're kind of only aware what's in your bubble. Um, you know, this team played well, but they were a seven and nine team. 
who played in a really weak division and they were able to get into the playoffs. Yes, they were. But it's not necessarily because they, you know, had to take it or earn it the way some of these other teams who have the 10 wins, 11 wins uh, did it. And sometimes you can think that your team is, is better than they are or your unit might even be better than they are simply because of who you've seen them play against. And this was top-notch competition. And so that's true. it's a good measuring stick to say, okay, you're not playing a beat-up Cowboys offensive line every week. And you're not playing the Eagles every week. When you look at the amount of sacks the defensive line had and you break it down versus team, they had a lot of games where they had five or six sacks but it's against the Eagles or the Cowboys where they had six or so. And so that – but then when, it's, a, when it's, it's different, when it may be the Seahawks or something like that, you know? And so when you're measuring them up against different competition, you're like, okay, this is where they are. And I still like where they are. I'm just saying maybe they aren't, you know, who uh, – well, maybe they aren't who we thought they were. As yeah, was. well, you know what? If it wasn't – I would agree with you. If it wasn't for the performance of Taylor uh, Heineke, which showed the, the nation that that you can pretty much will yourself into a certain situation, that mm-hmm. effort matters. It's not about – it's not about the uh, – uh, the analytics and how many sacks you get while it's raining, you know, if the wind is blowing <laughs> from the north and the temperature, the ground temperature is above, above 62 degrees. We said with Rodney, um, Rodney Henderson last week, and we, we asked uh, about the success the Giants had against the Patriots because they've beaten them in the Super Bowl twice, right? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and the thing was that especially the pressure on Brady had to come up the middle. It had to come in his face. You couldn't let it, you couldn't let him step up. You couldn't let him be comfortable. And I didn't see any of that. And that wasn't except uh, for Deron Payne, who for some reason when he decided he was going through, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was going through, right? Yeah, you know, he yeah. he played he played a a, a stellar game. Um, but I didn't see any any stunts i didn't see any uh, defensive creativity i didn't see uh i didn't see any like uh, blitzes up the middle I, I mean and you know brady the thing about brady is so frustrating is a guy can come off the edge and be like a half a second from second brady but mm-hmm. half a second is, is all brady needs right you know and, yeah. and that yeah. can be frustrating so uh, jack though and, and, and here's the worst part about it if, if you don't get the pressure up front it makes the secondary look very bad and and guys at a certain point you know they were running wide open in the secondary, right? Yeah. So it's it's a causative thing, and you know I, I gotta you know I gotta say Jack Del Rio didn't coach his best game, although he might have had other things on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and let me say this too. I mean, you know, I noticed a difference in Brady as the game went along too. Early in the game, you know, he was he was not trying to get hit by this defense. I mean, he was getting the ball out, yeah. you know, just two steps out, two steps out, throwing the ball away if he, if he wasn't there. Towards the, the 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 start of the middle of the second quarter, start of the third, he was taking more of his time. It's like he found the rhythm. Like okay, and I don't mean like his personal rhythm, but he found it's like the rhythm of the defensive line. Yeah. Like he found yeah. okay, I've got a little more time than I thought before, but not as not as much as I would like. But I'm I, but I can calm down. I can slow down a little bit, and just to watch that progression from rushing, rushing, rushing to making that adjustment. Like okay, I've got more time than I thought that I would have. Um, it was remarkable to see. It was remarkable. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this can be a learning experience. So we, that's a very, very young defense, and even for Mr. Out, uh, Mr. Young, if he realizes, hey, you know, I'm, I'm I'm the leader of this team, but it's not all about me. And I'm not saying he's an egotist, but I'm saying that if 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 he's not getting it done, maybe it's his job to 
put somebody else up in the getting it done. If you look at Ray Lewis in Baltimore in their championship years, Ray Lewis was 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 a monster on the field. I mean that in the in the in the positive sense of the word. But on the sideline, you mm-hmm. see him like getting and people not not having a tantrum, but getting in somebody's face and pumping them up and letting them know that they got to step up their game. And and that's what that's what a leader does, right? He doesn't say just sit back and watch me do everything. Right. It's we're in this thing together, and we got to do this together. Hey, man, I'm not feeling it today. It's up to you. And who knows? Maybe there's some of that was going on because. Um, uh, Montez Sweat was having a pretty decent game, mm-hmm. and like I said, Allen uh, was having a good game, and and, and Payne was having a, a terrific game. Um, but without that pressure, it you know you can't with today's rules of a, a defensive back can't cover a guy forever. Right, <laughs> you yeah, know the rules are, are designed for the offense. So you know as as a team they couldn't. I thought if they could play back, I thought if they could if they could not let the the Bucks score and just kick uh, allow them kick field goals, which they did. Mm-hmm. It was just those touchdowns in between. <laughs> that, right. that hurt. I thought we have a better chance. Uh, I thought that the twenty three points in a playoff game should be enough to win. It just wasn't, and and you know that's. It, that's the, you know, we played one more game than the Giants did and the Eagles did <laughs> and the Cowboys did. So we got to look at that as not a moral victory, but a victory nonetheless. No, nonetheless. And uh, one thing about Taylor Heineke, and, you know, I may I may get on your nerves saying this, um, but <laughs> I, I, am I wrong? Well, I know you'll say I am wrong for feeling this way, but when I was watching him play um, halfway th- through the second quarter, the first thing that came to my mind was, Dwayne Haskins really couldn't get this offense together. He really couldn't play. Like, he couldn't – because Taylor, Taylor, uh, Taylor Heineke, you know, he was taking classes at, uh, online you know, right, a month right, and a right. half ago where Dwayne's trying to figure out what he's doing. And you get you just throw this guy in, and you talk about it, energy and effort and just want to. Just from an energy standpoint, he, it didn't seem – I mean, and I almost compare it to – when the Cowboys, because you know my brother Jason, he's a Cowboys fan. He's been on the show. Yes, when yes. they were trying to figure out what was going on, you know, Dak gets hurt, Andy Dalton gets hurt, and then they had the guy Danucci, Ben Danucci, right. playing. It was just obvious that he, he wasn't the guy. But then there was this guy from the AAF, uh, uh, Gilbert something or something Gilbert. I can't remember his, his I know his name. Yeah, I know. Gilbert yeah. was part of it. And he came in, and just from an energy standpoint, it was like, <laughs> okay, this guy's ready to play some ball, unlike Danucci. And it was the same thing. It's like you're watching Taylor Heineken, and you're like, if I could have just saw this fire in the just the, the passion and the and and I'm in the game, I'm here, I'm in the moment. I just I, I didn't I never saw that from him. And here's Heineken, he comes in and, and there he is. It just highlighted the Dwayne mistake to me. Yeah, I, I I want to. Uh, you're not absolutely wrong, but there's some wrongness <laughs> in there sprinkled throughout the statement. Uh, I think my my position on Dwayne is this: from his first exposure to the NFL, his first professional experience, he was on a team when the coach outright said, "I don't want this kid," <laughs> and not only said it, he demonstrated. Wouldn't give the kid any snaps, and I think that that. It takes us a special individual to overcome something like that. And Dwayne just had not had to overcome anything like that. I mean, if you like his only, I mean, his college experience, whether it was injury or anything, he beat out Joe Burrows, right? As a freshman, right? You know, he beat the kid out, you know? So he has, had not been exposed to failure. And whether it was his fault or anybody else's fault, he didn't handle it well. 
So um, I'm, I'm hoping that that the, the fact that he has been meeting with other teams and talking, there's still interest in him in the league, and he's young. You look at Ryan Tannehill, how long he's been in the league, and, and it just got to a point where he found a home in Tennessee, right, because he was with the Dolphins, and I don't know where else he's been, but it takes a while for some people. I mean, going back in history, uh, Jim Plunkett was with the Patriots for so long until he got – to the Raiders and, and became a Hall of Fame player, right? So mm-hmm. it takes it. I'm not going to just write it off because he was a bad individual. Um, but you got to, like I said, you know, you got to look at somebody who can seize the moment like Heineke. I don't know if it was the, the I mean, yeah, a lot of the stuff he did on his own. The touchdown run was 99.9% yeah, Heineke. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, he avoided the rush only because he's so short they couldn't find him as they were trying to tackle him, right? You know, they don't have a lot of film on him. He did get away by, like, just ducking down on the guys. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was all effort. That was all effort. But, you know, I, I think that, that it was just but Dwayne just needs some – some guidance you know you know he calls i'm here to provide it for him if he wants to but i think it's more i don't think this environment uh provided the guidance that he needed right you know because you know i know plenty of young people don't want to hear anything i said (laughs) you know (laughs) three of them are related to my father them (laughs) well there you go ladies and gentlemen by the way it's time for another edition of america's favorite game fake news or not it's time for fake news or not. I've got three statements. Kevin lets me know whether it's fake news or not. That's why the na- name of the game is fake yeah, news. Yeah, that's good. That's it's pretty simple. I mean, you know, I'm a man of common sense, and so that's why right. I'm saying that. Yeah, we need more of that. Okay, okay there you go. Statement number one. Um, uh, depending on how, uh, uh, what Alex Smith decides to do, if going into the next season you've got Alex Smith, t- uh, Tyler he- uh, uh, Heineke, uh, uh, sorry, Taylor Heineke uh, and um, and Kyle Allen on your QB roster. You're okay going into next season with that as you continue to build the team. Fake news or not? That's fake news. That's fake news. At at some point, um, they're just going to have to tell Alex, you, you, you got to give it up. There's got to be you. You know, hey, we we love what you've done. You're a national hero. They they might have to change the the comeback player of the year to the Alex Smith Award. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people didn't think that you could uh, walk again. Um, you're just going to have to give it up now because of the contract situation and the nature of the game. The team's going to take a a hit because of that, and I don't think that they'll be able to. Um, to sign a big name free agent quarterback, I, I think the money the money thing is going to be too too hard for him. But it is if if the genius offensive coordinator can I, I have issues with him. You can tell um, <laughs> if he can devise a game plan enough to let the defense dictate the course of the game and they just keep it close. You know, if our running game solidifies, if 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 they can just just keep it close close and not try to have one of those high power Kansas City type offenses, they could maybe last a year, maybe last a year with the quarterback, maybe draft one uh, mid round and then actually develop him like you should, you know, do a quarterback. Um, So I I think that, um, that 
they're, they're not set. So wait a minute, you know, I forget the premise of the question. I'm not sure if that's news. Oh yeah, or yeah, fake yeah. News. You, you yeah, said that's, fake that's, news. That is fake news. Yeah, it's fake news. Yeah, yeah. They, they got Alex. Got guys. Depending Alex, on what happens with Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah going yeah. with these three, even if he's not there, you go to you know that that you that you that you're good to go. Um, okay. Uh, question uh, number two, uh, statement number two, also has to do with the quarterback position. It's okay if they happen to work out giving away multiple first round draft picks to get Deshaun Watson here. Is that fake news or is it news? That's fake news. And I remember okay. this one. That's fake news. Now, okay. I love Deshaun Watson. I've been ever since Clemson. I've loved Deshaun Watson, you know, and and the debate of having that, quote, franchise quarterback, unquote, rages in Twitter, on Twitter all the time. And I get people mad at me. And, yeah, I don't care if you're mad or not. But <laughs> – it didn't do Houston any good to have a franchise quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It didn't yeah. do them any good at all, right? So it's all it's, it's about building a team. If if some kind of way he 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 could gets into that situation, that's that that's fine. But the team really, the team A was only seventy nine this year. Mm-hmm. B got swept by the New York Giants without Saquon Barkley this year, right? Mm-hmm. So don't think we've arrived yet, uh, listeners. Don't think we're not there yet. We got some work to do. So um you know, I no, we shouldn't we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. Somebody's gonna have to do it. And I hope it works out for them because um, <laughs> you know, because there's nothing like nothing like the draft and nothing like some homegrown talent. We think Ron Rivera is going to be here for a while. Let him draft the quote his guys unquote, which as an offshoot, I hate that expression. Yeah, I need that, that, that his guy guys. thing. That, yeah, that's well, like rem- yeah. remember Aren't when the football players like yeah, I it's supposed to be. <laughs> remember the thing that you, they used to say about Bear Bryant in Alabama? They said he could take he could take his and and beat Joan. And then he can take Yon and be his, right? You know, it's because <laughs> right. yeah, that's what that's what I think a coach is. So well, yeah, that's fake news. It's the, it's the it's the it's the Jimmy Butler thing when he was in Minnesota when he was trying to prove a point about passion to the to the starters to you know and Andrew Wiggins was there and to Carl. Yeah. And he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play with the second string and we're going to have a a scrimmage. I'm going to play with the second string against the starters. And if y'all don't beat us, you're some trash. And the second string beat them. And it was right. (laughs) Just will the second string to beat the starters. And he's like, you shouldn't be able to do that just because, you know, you shouldn't lose. (laughs) Again, it's like I can take yours and beat and beat mine or I can take mine and beat yours. That's right. That's coaching. That's coaching. So by the way, you talk, we talked about quarterbacks, the first two statements. I'll get to statement number three. Um, But, you know, I've also heard some talk. You talk about fresh starts for quarterbacks, like when it came to what happened with Tannehill to maybe Dwayne Haskins needing a fresh start. I've been hearing talk about one Marcus Mariota needing a fresh start, and this might be a good place to see if he can resurrect his career and you can get a few good years out of a guy who who reached the heights of, of, co- of collegiate ball and wasn't horrible, just wasn't getting the job done on a level I think that they expected when he came into the league. Yeah, I, I think uh, was Jeff Fisher still at, at Tennessee when he came to the league? Was he already gone from? Uh, if so, that I don't explain why he didn't have money. <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> that would explain a whole lot. As I say, he could take right, he could take his and then destroy your and then all that, right? Wait, but Jeff um, Fisher can take his and lose to yours, and then take yours and lose to his. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you know that's. Me personally, I, I think that that I would rather not have have the retread. I think that we've gone through this whole learning the system type thing. You know, I I, I think that that just takes 
too long and it's gotta be a thing whether you can you can play ball or you can't you know so if the guys we have in the roster i mean they brought them here they weren't like they just found these guys here these are guys that were picked by this coaching staff there's no excuses right they picked them and you know just keep in mind also getting off the quarterback position a lot of these guys the starters are starting on this team because of either injury or the incompetence of, of, of the, the people they, they chose to start at the beginning of the season, right? Cam Curl was on, apparently on the team when uh, Troy Alke was getting toasted, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so it wasn't like they looked at these guys and say, oh, I'm a great judge of talent. You play here. This mm-hmm. uh, this thing sort of evolved, and right, they became right. the beneficiary, beneficiary of this. So, um, yeah, I, you know, fresh start quarterback, maybe somewhere else, maybe Houston. Okay, Not okay. well, there you go. Statement number three, and you almost alluded to this uh, in answer to statement number two, but statement number three uh, in fake news or not uh, has to do with uh, next season early projections. After this season and making the playoffs, the Washington football team is early, should be early favorites to win the NFC East again. Fake news or not. Uh, hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's <laughs> the fan in me is saying, "Oh yeah, of course, Super Bowl favorite." Right now, uh, the analyst in me is saying, "No, uh, that's fake news. That's fake news." I think that um, a healthy Dak Prescott and maybe um, maybe uh, revitalize Zeke Elliott and the end to this deadly global pandemic, which has to affect the situation a whole lot. I think that we got, I think this is going to be a contest. The, the, the NFL NFC East will not nearly be as bad as it was uh, this mm-hmm. season, but uh, I think if this thing, if this team thinks that it's going to be easy or, they, or they're the team to beat, you'll be careful what you wish for mm-hmm. now, you know, cause, cause, cause they're coming at you and you know, we, we, you know, we were in a lousy NFC East this year. I, I think that the moves they make, they have to, they have to show growth. They mm-hmm. have to show improvement. It would be great to think that the, that the D line, that the, the all those, the first round draft pick. I mean, I remember Minnesota a few years back had a, a line defensive line that was full of first round picks, but um, it didn't work out for them. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, it ended up not working out for them. Mm-hmm. So I think they got to spread. They got to be very 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 analytical in the draft they they got to maybe they'll be able to get a free agent here or there i the, the free agent moves they made have been sort of okay you know the whole all the linebackers i think were free agents <laughs> at some yeah, point yeah, right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh yeah that's kind of fake news at this point you got to show me um you know let's you know, plus there's some things going on off the field that where we used to be winning off the field all the time that have to be addressed, <laughs> right? You know, uh, you know, we don't have our off the field championship anymore. So, mm-hmm. no, let's you know, let's be real. This is fake news. The NFC East is not a given for us. You know, even with an extra playoff team, we we got to earn this. So we'll you know we'll be watching them, but no, it's not a given. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Fake news or not, uh, for the first postseason edition of the Federal Football Report. Kevin, as we wrap things up, you got anything else you want to talk about, man? Anything else going on football-wise or 
movie-wise or anything that you want. You know, I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84, is that, is, but I've, people have been really critical of it. Did, have you seen that? I have not seen it, which I've never seen uh, a movie and not you know, critiqued it before. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking that... Um, yeah, that was one of my favorite segments on Tony Kornheiser's show when you were on his show and, and you had the whole segment of uh, being a movie critic and, and critiquing movies. Well, you, I, you know, I will say this, having not seen that, I predict that that's going to happen on this show uh, during the off-season because pretty much my, my life has been threatened. I better do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I'll do it. Give my kids back. Yes, yes, yes. But um, I'm, I'm critiquing Wonder Woman as the unfortunate victim of being in a world where Marvel comic hero movies are so good. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, that Marvel has, has set the standard, right? I'm mm -hmm. watching, uh, and I don't think the Marvel movies are perfect. Like, Endgame, uh, I've seen Endgame like three times, and most of the time I, I just fast forward through the whole middle and get to the <laughs> <laughs> get to the battle sequence at the end, right? You uh -huh. know, it was, yeah. But 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 Wonder Woman, first of all, first of all, and I know you didn't ask me this, so this is my critique. Mm -hmm. The guy who's the star in Wonder Woman died in the first movie. <laughs> he got blown to bits. We saw him get blown to bits. And then he's the star of the second movie. I'm sure they explained that. But you shouldn't have to explain it because he got blown to bits. They got to, there should have been another dude that there was a star of the movie. So I saw the last Wonder Woman's not the star of the movie? Well, no. Well, I mean, she's just, oh, that's a league above herself. As okay. heroines go <laughs> in movies, I mean, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson as a Black Widow, that's that's a, a one hero chick in the movie, right? Uh -huh. And uh, Wanda Scarlett Witch, she's up there, you know, pretty much too, right? But but Wonder Woman is like vicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Wonder Woman, the first movie, and I mean, she she had to be who that character was. That, I mean, it wasn't like Linda Carter spinning around and throwing a rope at somebody, right? <laughs> this woman was battling, right? You know, mm -hmm. but um, and I forget his name. The same dude, Chris, um, Chris, Chris Pike. Is that his name? Chris Pine? Uh, Maybe something like that. Yeah, right. Well, right. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. He's not that important. He was not the star of the movie, but he got blown to bits in the first movie. Mm -hmm. So there must be a reason why he's in the second movie. So I'm going to recommend it to people. Don't, I don't think you're going to enjoy it, but I think you should just watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you haven't watched it anyway. That's what I do. It's the Federal Football Report. We'll come back next week. We'll talk more Burgundy and Gold. We'll also talk and more movies. More movies, too. More movies. And we'll talk more NFL games, whether we've seen those or not, too. We'll just talk about the outcome of them and just tell you what we thought whether <laughs> we those or not as well. It's the Federal Football Report. People, stay safe out there. We'll be back next week.